So I'm sorry if we got started a couple minutes late and that I was out of breath. I was running across the hill, the campus here. We were in a meeting um, talking about our brothers in the Ukraine. Um, there are 21 Marians in the Ukraine and we can't reach them. And so we don't know the status. Uh, there's 17 priests and brothers and four men in formation. And so we are talking about putting something out if anybody would like to help. We're gonna try to reach them to be able to give them some supplies. Um, and one of the things that we're gonna be sending from the Marion Helper Center um, is some financial donations. If we could reach them. So money in and of itself is not evil. Our intent is to utilize that to help our brothers, right? Um, continue, we ask for prayers. That's the most important thing. We've always told our Marian helpers, um, we couldn't survive without your prayers and support. First and foremost is prayers. And so money in and of itself is not evil. God created commerce. God created the monetary system of you work, you earn your wages, therefore you are able to get what you need. That goes all the way back to the Old Testament. And the Bible tells us to pay the fair wage to our earners. In fact, it's one of the sins that cries to heaven for vengeance. Um, it's quite an eye-opening thing to cheat a labor of his wages, his or her wages. So in and of itself, money's not the bad thing. What is wrong is the inordinate love of it that it becomes our God. Our God in the small g. Um, you've heard me say many, many times about the money, sex, and power being the three gods of the world with a little g. So that's why we Marians take the vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Now, poverty doesn't mean that you still don't need money to keep the lights on, keep food on the table. We do. But the inordinate love of it is what Jesus is referring to here. Now, as we've said, um, you've heard it said, to whom much is given, much is expected. And when we look at beautiful people that have helped support the Marian mission and the mission of divine mercy, those are great examples to whom much is given, <clears throat> much is expected. So um, what does our Lord mean there, though, when I think the eye-opening expression in this passage is that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. Now, what we're picturing is that little tiny needle that used to watch your mom thread, you know, through and, 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 and picturing a camel trying to go through that. Actually, that's not what our Lord meant. The camel was the largest animals that the Jews knew. Okay, they didn't have elephants or whatnot. Here's how he got that expression. It's kind of interesting. The walled cities, okay, there was a, a walled city there. Uh, there were two gates around the city. There were two gates. And uh, one was a main gate where all the traffic would go through. All the people would come and go. And then there was a smaller gate. Now, at night... The main gate was locked, all right, and it was guarded at night. So the only way in and out of the city was through this little gate. 
Now that little gate was called the needle's eye because it was a little tiny gate and they called it the needle's eye. So when Jesus said that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle, he's talking about this gate. Why? Because Jesus meant, first of all, yes, it's difficult if your focus is money to be able to get into heaven, but he was comparing it to this huge camel that to get, if you arrived at the city late and the main gate was locked, this is interesting. Your camel had to go through the little gate and the camel could barely pass through. In fact, the camel would literally have to get down on its knees. The, the owner would pull, you ever see those things on TV where they pull the horse, like the cowboy trying to get the horse to lay down and he would pull it down and the horse would lay down. Well, they would pull the camel and the camel would literally get on its knees and crawl through that little doorway called the needle's eye. Now, it didn't mean it was impossible. So Jesus is just saying that it was more difficult than it is even for that camel to pass through the eye of the needle, the needle's eye, that little doorway. Now, I find that kind of interesting. Now, the Jews thought riches were a blessing from God, right? kind of like the prosperity gospel nowadays, running rampant among evangelicals. Um, so the Jews thinking that money was a blessing from God, how did they view this? All right, so this was why it was shocking to them. said so the apostles were shocked. So the Jews had always thought that money was a blessing from God. Now you have Jesus saying, it's going to be really hard to get into heaven. It says the apostles were shocked. All right, now, why, why does Jesus teach this? All right, because money can have one of three effects on a person. And I think we, we have to learn from this. One, riches can give you a false independence. If you have all the money, you are well supplied, you have all the world's goods, you think you can deal with any situation. I have enough money. I don't have to be the... At anybody talk to me like that, I can tell my boss where to go. I have enough money. I don't have to worry about health. I can pay whatever illness comes. Well, some illnesses, no amount of money are going to be able to pay for it. Second, riches shackle a man to this world. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if everything a man desires is contained in this world, which money is contained only in this world, he doesn't think about the next world. So that's interesting. And third, riches can tend to make some selfish. No matter how much a man has, it's human nature for him to want more. I mean, these are some of the things I cannot get. It's like these... Um, I'm a big sports fan, so don't get me wrong. But there was an NBA guy that turned down a $112 million contract. And I don't know all the, the details. You, you might even know who I'm talking about. I, I apologize. I don't know all the details. But he says, I have a I'm insulted. I have a family to feed. And... Granted, I hand it to the guy on ESPN, the announcer says, what are you feeding your children, gold nuggets? 
you know, $112 million contract and you're insulted. He says, what, what are you feeding? I got my kids to feed. What are you feeding them? Gold nuggets? So there comes a point where enough is never enough. And so the danger of riches is that they tend to make a man forget that he loses what he keeps and he gains what he gives away. So the whole point that Jesus is saying here is that not that money is evil. It's when it takes you away from God and gives you this false sense of security that you don't need anything else or anybody else because you have it all, because you have all the money in the world. That's when it becomes dangerous. So you'll never hear, um, you know, the Catholic church saying a rich person will go to hell. I know many of our benefactors, we have some of them here right now, that have shared with their gifts that God has given them. Do we say they have to? No. If we have a benefactor that says, I'm no longer ever giving to the Marian fathers, I'm sorry, that's just fine. God bless you. We'll still pray for you. All we hope is you'll pray for us. Tom Monahan, I'm going to see next month, one of the world's greatest Catholic philanthropists ever, was the owner and founder of Domino's Pizza. He was the guy that actually invented pizza delivery. He came up with the idea that he was watching college kids that would come home from their parties at two in the morning and they were hungry and they couldn't get food anywhere. And he came up with this idea of delivering pizza to the college dorms. And so he delivered pizza, he created the first pizza delivery and he became not a millionaire, a billionaire and founded Domino's Pizza. He is, in my opinion, I can't judge God. I, I, I mean, nobody can judge what God's gonna judge, but this man will be glorified in heaven. Yes, he still has a lot of money but what he has done and what his philanthropy and his gift back to mankind has been nothing but amazing. Just ask the students at Ave Maria University. Amazing. So just because Tom Monaghan has some money doesn't mean he's not going to be into heaven. It's what you do with it and how you view it and if it becomes your God. To Tom Monaghan, money is not his God. God is his God. And money, he's just a steward. I read that. He wrote that. He said, I'm just a steward. None of this is mine. And I think that's the message of today's gospel. So let's finish up. Jesus did not say it was impossible for a rich man to enter heaven. Why? Okay. Zacchaeus. Remember Zacchaeus? He's one of the richest men in all of Jericho. Yet Jesus said, this day you have found salvation. Well, wait a minute. He's rich. Jesus said, you have found salvation. Why? Because he acknowledged his faults. He had cheated people. And he said, I'm going to give them back fourfold, four times more than what I cheated them. Joseph of Arimathea was very rich. Why? Because we know from, from his status in the society, Nicodemus must have been very wealthy for he brought expensive spices to anoint Jesus. Nicodemus was very wealthy. These were all rich men, but still able to put God first, not their riches. All right. So it's not that those who have riches are shut out, 
You know, money is not a sin in of itself. It's a danger. It's kind of like, you know, we can misuse anything. Like the, 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 the computer could be used for something really, really good, like ministry, or it could use be something going to the wrong web pages for something really, really bad. And so money's no different, but it's a temptation. So when a man has many things on earth, he's in danger of thinking that he does not need God. That's all our Lord is saying here. Don't be scared that, oh my gosh, I have money, I'm going to hell. No, that's not what our Lord means. When a man has few things, this is why he asked the man to give up what you have because he was holding on to them, he was attached to them. So that's the purpose of detachment. And our Lord says, give him up, because when a man has few things, he is often driven to God because that's all he has then. Interesting, isn't it? No one can overcome these attachments, though, without the help of God. That's why Jesus said, with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So let us learn from this passage today. Um, God will never be outdone in generosity. You know, you, you give God or give to his church or give to his people. You think God is ever going to let you outdo him in generosity? No way. People who give of their heart, it doesn't have to be financial. Time, treasure, talent. And I've said before, we have so many benefactors. I pray for every one of them, even the ones who've never given us a dollar because we have some beautiful volunteers here that come and give of their time. We have other beautiful people come and give of their talents. This is the gift God's talking about, and you can tithe in those different ways. The Catholic Church does not say it's a moral obligation to tithe 10% of your financial. What the church says is you are to tithe what you can, when you can, not just financial, but time, treasure, or talent. Time is one of the biggest things we hold on to. All right. So anyway, um, I have a few more notes here, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to stop here. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very temptation, a big temptation in our world today, almost more than anything. You know, when you look at all the wars, when you look at what's happening in, in the past history, it usually just seems to be over greed, greed for power, greed for money, Whatever the situation, that's why there's been invasion of other kingdoms. That's why there's been conquering of civilizations, greed and money. So let us not, and power, power and money, let us not let that become our God. Let us not let that happen. Um, you know, when, when Jesus said this, um, it, it, it was a wake-up call for many people. And rightfully, it should be. But let us not prohibit us and make us live in fear either. Remember, fear is Satan's second greatest tool after pride. Satan wants us to live in ultimate fear. Fear is his tool that he's using right now. Let us not live in fear. Let us live prudently, but aware of the dangers around us. And let us pray that our Lord helps protect us and Jesus said, mankind will not have peace till he turns with trust to my mercy. So the power, the struggle for money and power over the Ukraine, maybe more power than money. Let us pray for that situation. Let us pray for all of us here 
that we know how and what to do to be charitable with our time, treasure, or talent. And it doesn't matter where or who. Like I said, there are so many great places that you can give your time, treasure, or talent. Your diocese, other great religious communities, or those in the Ukraine. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.